Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along on this Monday morning, May 31st. This is Memorial Day in the United States. Now I know that we have some international friends join us, so I'd like to explain this holiday and talk about it. And even if you're not American or from America, uh, I think you can enjoy and appreciate being with us today. Memorial Day, you know, we'll, we'll start by saying, Uh, Psalm 33, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Is that right? Did I get, excuse me. Psalm 33, verse 12, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. This is one thing we pray for and hope for in our country. Some, some people, some of you live in countries that that's a, that, that may be a long-term generational prayer that your country could be a predominantly Christian nation. In our nation, we grieve here in America that we were once far more honoring of the true God, and it seems like we've moved so strongly towards secularism and certain cultural forces that, that uh, have the ear of the people, don't believe in God, don't believe in the Christian God, and yet so many of us do, and so we pray for our nation. We have various holidays in America, one of which is Memorial Day. Memorial Day is a day to celebrate and remember and pay our respects for those people, veterans, who died in service to our country while in the military. And indeed, that's, you know, with every nation, there's been people who've given their lives. And in our country, we want to honor these people and appreciate the, the duty they did, the sacrifice they made, the, the, the freedoms they secured for us. And so Memorial Day is often thought of as the first day of summer, the official beginning of summer. Americans often celebrate it with picnics or go to the pool or, or they go boating or, or maybe get out and do a lot of that summer yard work, enjoy this day. But let's not forget what Memorial Day is about. It's easy to do. Here's why, one reason I was thinking of this is Memorial Day as we remember and celebrate and, and, and pay respects. Celebrate may not be the right word. We pay our respects towards those who um, gave their life for our country and for our freedom. And I personally don't know of anyone who has died in service to our country in the military. Now, I do have, yesterday we were visiting the cemetery, and I was reminded I have an uncle who died in World War II that I never met. He died before I was born. And... There, you know, our cemetery where we visit is filled with veterans, and in other generations, there were so many who died. One thing we can be grateful for in our country is that so few have died in that we would know personally. But don't let that cause you to neglect the the price that was paid in generations past, and remember the freedoms we have. I'd like to, when I think of um, this day, let me give you some things to make Memorial Day more meaningful. Number one, I would visit a cemetery if you had a chance today where veterans would be um, buried. Yesterday, I enjoyed reading some of the the commentary on on tombstones of people and some of the one, one fellow combat missions he'd flown. And I thought, wow, this is a real hero who was born there. Or excuse me, who was, excuse me, laying there. 
I would encourage you to pass on stories to your children. If you don't know people personally, you might have a grandparent, like I said, in my case, an uncle, someone who served in our country, served in to secure our freedoms. Pass on stories to your children. Make sure that they understand what these holidays are for, a day like today. Make sure that they get it because our country is under attack in so many ways. The history, the nobility of our country, what our country stood for, this, these things are under attack. And we need to take advantage of days like this Memorial Day to pass on to the next generation things about our nation for which they can be proud, for which they can be grateful, and not just negative about them, which they can be positive. Number two, <clears throat> I'm grateful for peace. When 9-11 happened, uh, this is the first time in my lifetime and the only time in my lifetime that it was a serious attack upon our homeland. You'd have to go back to World War II and the beginning of World War II with Pearl Harbor to think of attacks on our homeland. And yet I've traveled to places in the world that have been where war has been more recent. I've often shared, you know, my wife grew up in Europe and she remembers walking by bombed out on the way to school, buildings that had been bombed out during World War II and not been rebuilt yet. And, and that's something that here in America we've, we've not had to experience. We can be grateful. We can be grateful for, especially this at this time, when, uh, you know, I I've wrote in my email last night about how um, freedom or, or the, the freedoms that we have been upset about that have been infringed upon here in this last year. All the shutdowns, the mandates, the quarantines, all these type things. And yet those are so minor compared to what people have had who've gone through warfare, where they may not have had utilities on. They may not only have had trouble getting toilet paper, they had trouble getting food, where where the, the whole structure was broken the whole everything was broken because of war we can be so grateful it is a blessing of god most nations in the world most peoples in the world have experienced have not experienced the peace that our nation has experienced this is a gift of god for which we should be grateful and if we're not grateful we might just we just might lose that don't don't think it can't happen here don't think it's impossible Indeed, let's be grateful for what others have secured for us and what God has given us as a gift. Third, I am grateful for freedom. And this is what we need to remember is that people who died in battle in America were more often than not seeking to liberate, to, to secure our freedoms or liberate others. I have visited the battlefield in Normandy where D-Day occurred. And one plaque there uh, struck me so strongly about the American spirit. And it says, it was quoting a general, essentially said, we did not come to dominate. One of the ev evidences that we weren't building an empire wanting to dominate is that we came here, we liberated a people, we conquered an enemy, and all we asked for was a place to bury our dead. We didn't demand a country. We didn't demand they pay us back. We didn't demand all these things. All we asked for was a place to bury our dead. And as I stood in the National Cemetery there in Normandy, and if my email last night, those crosses or on the thumbnail here that I posted here, 
That was the crosses in the National Cemetery in Normandy, thousands of them. And I've often thought about what did those guys give their life for? They gave their life that we'd be free. They gave their life to fight tyranny. They gave their life, in the words of Franklin Roosevelt, when the night D-Day occurred, he went on the radio here in America and prayed for our nation. And he said, our sons have embarked upon a great battle for our, are you ready? For our country, against tyranny and to liberate people and for our our religion, our civilization, who we are. I know you couldn't say that today. You sure couldn't say that America was fighting for our religion against the tyranny of Nazism. Indeed, in our schools today, they often teach that Nazism is Christian and that Hitler is Christian. I hear all the time, Hitler is a Christian on the campuses. And, but we engage in this battle against tyranny, against Nazism, against racial and national supremacy and to liberate the oppressed and to advance the, the, the understanding of life and civilization as is revealed in the scripture. We weren't using force to make everybody a Christian. We were using force to give people the option to believe and to seek God with the belief that Christianity is a truly chosen religion. And so um, I'm grateful for this. And as I stood in that cemetery and I looked at all these, these men, most of whom would have been in their 20s who gave their life and died there, I don't think they had a vision that, that one day who would have been their grandchildren had they lived. The generation of their comrades who survived and their, uh, their children, grandchildren, I don't think they had a vision that someday, wow, our schools will censor out any mention of God. Our schools will censor out prayer. Our schools will be secular. We'll be marching for uh, what should be shameful. We'll be celebrating and having pride in, in, in sinfulness and denigrating, putting down, mocking, ridiculing, censoring, canceling that which is good and righteous. And so I've often, I tell you, I've been motivated. I love our country. I'm wearing, you know, I do love our country. But I want our country to be honoring of God. How blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And personally, I don't know about you, but I feel a duty and responsibility to those who gave their life with a certain vision for what America was and could be, that we fight for our country and not allow it to become something other, something different, something that would even be tyranny tyrannical here. I've told the story before when I was down at Miami-Dade College and the University of Maryland. Or excuse me, I'm sorry, the University of Miami, excuse me. And I was preaching on the campus, and, and um, after a while, this one fellow, he's probably in his late 20s, asked if he could say something to the audience, to the crowd. And I said, sure. And he told, he told the crowd how he was a veteran. He'd been in Iraq and been Afghanistan. He'd fought for our country. He'd had friends who'd left behind who, who were killed in action both in both of those theaters. And his comment to the audience was, he said, you know, I, I gave so much for our country, for our freedom. My friends gave even more. And he said, I walk in this campus and I see people exercising their freedom of speech, their, freedom of, uh, their freedoms that he sacrificed for. He said, usually it's LBGT people petitioning for this, for that. 
He said, today, he said of me, he says, I hear this man preaching about God and about Jesus. This is the first time I've been proud of the way the freedoms that I sacrifice for are being used. My friends, let's remember, freedom is, we celebrate freedom. We're grateful for freedom, but freedom is under attack in our nation. Freedom of speech is under attack. Who ever thought we'd have that? Freedom to say things in the social media being canceled. Freedom in the schools to say things. Who ever thought that would happen? Freedom of assembly. And then this last year, so many churches were, some states refused to allow it to happen. They had to go to court to be able to meet churches to meet. Our freedoms have been under attack, and they are under attack more and more day by day. We are exchanging light for darkness, good for evil. And indeed, we who love our Lord and love the freedoms we've enjoyed and appreciate those who did so much that we would gain them and have them and secure them, I believe we have a duty to stand up and to, and to make the case and to, to fight as we can as Christians, to fight in prayer, to, to organize, to vote, things of this nature, that those freedoms that were, that some died to give us, we maintain, secure, and pass on to our children. Ronald Reagan, one of my favorite quotes by President Reagan, said this, Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on for them to do the same. Or one day, we'll spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it was once like in the United States when men were free. Might that never, ever be the case. Might we not take our freedoms for granted that we ignore them, don't fight for them, and one day lose them? Finally, as I think of those who died for our freedom, our minds obviously have to go to Jesus. He made the ultimate sacrifice on the cross, did he not? He died for our sins that we might be free, and we must be grateful to him. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 14 the love of Christ controls us, having concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all died, and he died for all, that they who live may no, might no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again on their behalf. On our part, on our part, as I say, when I visit certain battlefields or national cemeteries, I'm reminded to be grateful for those who paid a price for me to be free. But my mind goes even more so to Jesus who paid the price that I might not only have a political freedom, but that I would have a spiritual freedom. I'd be free from the bondage and power of sin. I'd be free from the fear of death, free from the, the, the destiny of, of hell, and that would receive as a result of his sacrifice from me, freedom, life, now, and in eternity. And so we are grateful to our Lord Jesus Christ for this. So today we are thankful for those we're thankful to Jesus, most of all, without doubt. We're thankful for those who did so much to give us earthly benefits as well. We celebrate that. We remember that. We pray for our country. We're concerned about it. I'm concerned about our country. And, uh, and, and I'm willing to do my part. So let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you and we bless you for, for those who have sacrifice. You said, greater love is no man than this, and he laid on his life for another. And Father, when I walk through a national cemetery, be it in Normandy or Arlington National Cemetery in 
D.C. or wherever, Lord, these places, and I'm moved by people who didn't even know me, didn't know who I was, but they gave their life for an idea of which I benefit. They gave their life for a freedom of which I and millions of us, hundreds of millions of us, and people all over the world have benefited. And we thank you for these heroes, many of them, many of them nameless, but they gave this sacrifice. We thank you for them. We, we applaud their bravery. We pray they had rest in peace. We pray, Lord, many, we hope many of them are in heaven and they know you personally. And they've gone to an eternal reward. We pray for our nation. Lord, we pray today for our nation to honor you, that there would be a fear of God in our land, an honor of the Lord God Almighty, that your word would be respected. Lord, I think of how tomorrow starts June, LGBT, Gay Pride Month. People will be marching the streets celebrating what they should be ashamed of, abusing freedom instead of being responsible with it, thinking of freedom as the right to do whatever they want instead of the right to do what's right. Jesus, we, we pray for our country. We need a revival. We need, we, we need a revival at the highest levels of government and social media and business and entertainment. We need revivals in New York and Washington and Hollywood and Silicon Valley. Lord, we need revivals in our own lives, in our home, our own churches. Our own churches need this. Lord, from top to bottom, every person, none too great, none too small, how we pray in our land, the blood of Christ, the, the sacrifice of Christ will become preeminent above all else, above all else, that the, the message of the gospel, the sacrifice of Christ, the the, the sacrifice you made for us to have this, not just a political freedom, but a spiritual freedom, would be exalted and magnified in our land. How we pray for the message of Christ to have a rebirth in our country, that we would make the gospel great again. We'd make God great again in our land. And from that, Lord, from this country, so influential, that the gospel message would sound forth in the world like never before. It's a dangerous world, Father, and indeed, our freedom, we don't take it for granted. It never is really more than one generation away. We think of, Lord, our young people, many have been indoctrinated in ideas that despise our country, despise what, what we, what the gifts you've given us. We pray, Father, that that, that would be reversed. Give us, Lord, those who speak truth, give them great platforms to be heard. Multiply mine right here, I pray. And others, Lord, who speak up, Lord, might, might they be heard by thousands and millions of people, all giving glory to you, all giving glory to you. Lord, we thank you for our nation, but we know that our nation is not expendable, not unexpendable. We know, Lord, our nation, Lord, you don't need our nation to do your will. We're grateful to be part of what you're doing. We're grateful for the plan you've had for us. We don't take it for granted. We appreciate it. We value it. We're grateful. And we pray these things. We bless you, Lord. Thank you again today specifically. We pray your comfort on families that have lost a loved one in, in war. We pray, Lord, that you would comfort them. And every day is Memorial Day for them. We pray you would comfort them on this day. They would know that their, the sacrifice of a loved one is appreciated. We pray for them. We pray, Lord, for um, 
these things. And we ask you in Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Okay, hey, thank you. Today we focused on this holiday. Tomorrow we're going to start a new series of messages on our daily word and prayer. So I hope you'll join me, pass the word along. I'm, going to, I'm, I'm quite excited about, we're going, to, we're going to be dealing with some, some uh, tough questions and how I answer some of the tough questions that we face in our world today about our faith and our beliefs. And so that's what I'm going to spend some time doing. I think you'll enjoy it. I think we need to learn how to answer tough questions about what we believe and why. And so we'll be focusing some on that in the coming days, okay? By the way, my apologies for yesterday. I was I set the premiere, and evidently I mistakenly put it at 8.30 p.m. And so I don't know how that happened. And when I found out last night I'd done that, I kicked myself. I'm so sorry if you were here on time and missed it. So my apologies for missing yesterday and or if you're posting it 12 hours late. And um, hopefully it won't happen again. I, I apologize. So anyway, God bless you. And we'll see you tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m. I'll be here and we're going to talk about how we answer some of the tough questions we get asked. We'll see you. God bless you. Have a great day. Make it a great Memorial Day. Celebrate with your family and remember those who've gone before us. God bless you. Bye-bye.